Ryan. Uh, does anybody actually know who the Golden Girls are? Okay, wow. I would be lying if I told you, like, I could tell you who they are. Um, but, all right, cool. Well, my name is Lauren Rubkin. I serve as a program coordinator here in our student ministries department. And it is so good to be here with you guys tonight. Um, tonight we are continuing on in our Lent series. And spoiler alert, our Lent series is going to continue after Lent because it's just that awesome. Um, thanks to snow days and to other craziness, um, we're just going to keep participating in Lent. Um, so, as we continue on in this Lent series, we are looking at specific characters in the Bible um, and going through their story and their walk with Christ to the cross. Um, and we are kind of just digging deeper into studying how their stories affect our lives. A lot of times we think that the Bible is not relevant to us and that it just ends when the book closes. But in fact, it is so relevant today now more than ever. Um, so tonight we're going to look at a man named Judas. Uh, Judas was one of the 12 disciples, um, and he followed Jesus. He left everything. He left his family. He left his friends. He left his job. He left his future potential family. He left his future potential jobs, um, and he went and followed Jesus for three years. He walked through the Holy Land with him. He saw Jesus heal the sick and give the blind sight. Uh, This man gave everything he was to Jesus for three years, but somewhere along the way, Judas found conflict in his relationship with Jesus. We're not really sure why, uh, but somewhere along the way, we think maybe Judas began to question things. We think that Judas began to doubt Jesus, uh, that maybe Judas thought that he knew better than Jesus' ways of life. Um, And really, we just think he began to not understand this man named Jesus. Uh, You see, Jesus was a really powerful prophet, but with his power, he wasn't creating armies to fight people. Um, And Jesus was telling people that pretty soon he was going to die. And Judas didn't understand that, really, we think. We think he didn't understand why people wanted to follow this man that wasn't using his power for actual powerful things, that he was using this power that he had to wash people's feet. And that is just something that is kind of unfathomable. Um, So today we're going to look at Matthew 26, verse 14 through 16, which should be on the screen right here, which says, Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priest and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Now, they say Judas Iscariot because there were actually two Judases that were Jesus' disciples. But this is the one that we're focusing on. And first, uh, 30 pieces of silver probably means nothing to you guys. But I want you to imagine that you have 30 pieces of silver in your right hand. And then in your left hand... You have 5,000 American dollars. And those are basically one in the same. 30 pieces of silver, $5,000. And right now, if I gave you $5,000, you would probably be like, heck yeah. Like if our game prize was $5,000, heck yeah, I'm going to try hard to win that game. I'm going to crab crawl like crazy. Um, it seems like a lot, right? If I had $5,000, I would probably pay for school and just get a ridiculous amount of Chipotle burritos. Yeah, there's so much you could do with $5,000, and obviously I choose Chipotle. Uh, But in this passage, Judas is saying that Jesus is worth $5,000, and that's it. That Jesus, that everything that we know of him and everything that we could potentially know of him is just a mere $5,000. To me, that makes $5,000 or 30 pieces of silver seem like a lot less money. So I want you to keep that in mind. And the next thing that I want to note from this passage is that the first thing that Judas asks for is money. 
the very first thing, how much will you pay me? That was Judas's thing. Money was his thing. And everyone has their thing. Each and every one of us in this room have a thing. The thing that tempts you away from Christ and often gets you in trouble. For some people, it might be drugs. For some people, it might be alcohol, maybe sex. For Judas, it was money. Maybe some of you, it's your friends. Maybe it's a group of friends you surround yourself with. But Judas, he struggled with money. He was a thief, and money was his God. And he was willing to do anything, anything to gain profit. So I want to ask you right now, if people looked at your life, if they looked at your actions, if they looked at your thoughts, if they looked at your words, who would they say that your God is? Or what would they say that your God is? And there's a little section on your note card. You can write that in. You don't have to write that in. But I want you guys to think about that. Who or what would someone say that your God was if they looked at your life? And as we continue digging deeper into this passage, Judah says, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? That sentence right there. He does not say, how much will you pay me for me to allow you to kill Jesus? He does not say, how much will you pay me so I'll let you crucify Jesus? He says, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? So right here, it's pretty safe to say that Judas doesn't realize that he is selling Jesus off to be murdered. So then we fast forward a little bit to Matthew 27, 3 through 10, which is not up there, but I'm going to kind of walk you guys through it. Um, during this part, Judas had officially betrayed Jesus. If you were here last week, Johnny set this up a bit for us when we looked into Peter's life, when Peter cut the guy's ear off. Um, so the guards and Judas approached Jesus, and Judas went and kissed Jesus on the cheek, and that is how the guards knew who they were to arrest. And I want to pause here for a second, because in Scripture, in the Bible, in different verses, there's so much simple stuff that happens that we quickly overlook, like a kiss. But this kiss has so much power because this is Judas saying, Jesus, I love you, but I'm not going to die with you. He's saying, Jesus, I love you, but I don't agree with you. He's saying, Jesus, I love you, but I am not following you anymore. Jesus, I love you, but... So are any of those thoughts in your mind today? Jesus, I love you, but this life is hard. Or Jesus, I love you, but why? Why is this my life? Or Jesus, I love you, but I just can't even. I want to ask you tonight, what is your butt? What is the big butt in your life? Where's your butt? <laughs> Get it out there. What is the butt in your life that is causing so many problems? Jesus, I love you, but drugs. Jesus, I love you, but alcohol. Jesus, I love you, but these friends are pretty cool. What is it? Where is your butt, and what is this butt in your life? Following this kiss, Judas realized um, that when he led the priests and elders to Jesus, they had decided to condemn him to death. He realized what he had done, so he ran to the elders, and he threw back the 30 coins of silver, the $5,000. He said, I don't want it anymore. Judas realized that he had just sent an innocent man to his death. He realized that he traded his soul and his worth and everything that he had spent the past three years believing in for $5,000. Judas realized this, and he ran to the priest begging for Jesus' freedom. And their response to him was, what do we care? That is your problem. What do we care, Judas? That is your problem. It's kind of like pouring salt in the wound, I would imagine. So Jesus left the elders. He went and found a tree, and Judas hung himself to death. Judas did not understand what he was doing, and then he realized what had happened. But tonight, what if 
Judas had waited until Sunday? What if Judas had cried out to the Lord on Friday when Jesus was crucified? And then what if he waited until Sunday? What if Judas did not take his life, but he waited until Sunday to see the resurrection of Jesus? I want you guys to think throughout your entire day, how many irrational, impulsive, ridiculous decisions do you make? Probably a lot. Maybe not in one day, but in one week, in one weekend, on one Friday night, probably a lot of irrational, radical, bad decisions. If we were to be completely honest, I think each and every one of us could say that we have a little bit of Judas in us. Maybe some of us could say we have a lot of Judas in us. There are certain things in our lives that tempt us, and there are things that pull us away from the love of Jesus Christ each and every day. And everything has has its price. It just depends on how much we are willing to pay to gain or lose said thing. And Judas was willing to to pay $5,000 to betray the man that he followed, that he watched perform miracles, and that he loved so much. So what in your life right now is pulling you away from that love of Jesus Christ? Secret, in my life, there are things pulling me away from the love of Jesus Christ. There are things trying to pull me away each and every day. And as I deepen my relationship with Christ every day, as I become more involved in the ministry here, I start to notice those things more and more and more pouring into my life. But that's why we have these programs for you guys. That's why we have United Worship. That's why we have the landing, so that you guys can build a firm foundation. And when those things pour into your life, you know how to say no. You know how to walk away. You know how to say, Jesus, I love you, and I'm sticking with you. This Friday is Good Friday. And then Saturday is called Holy Saturday. And Sunday is Easter. The day that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, the day that the tomb was empty, and the day that he was risen. Friday was a day of darkness and sadness and curtains ripping, and Sunday was a day of celebration. So I want to ask you guys right now, today, where are you? Is it a Friday for you? Is it dark? Do you feel alone? Because my challenge to you is to keep pushing because Sunday is coming. Or is it Saturday, and you're hanging on by a thread, but you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel? Because if it's Saturday for you, my challenge is tomorrow is Sunday. It's coming. Keep pushing. And if it's Sunday and you're celebrating, that is awesome. And my challenge to you is to help those people who feel like it's Friday or who feel like it's Saturday and are about to just cut the thread and quit. Betrayal and temptation are more on fire in this world today than they have ever been. Through drugs, sex, alcohol, money, people that you meet every day, people that you go to school with. Betrayal and temptation is there. But you come here And you study stuff like this so that you know how to have that firm foundation. And you can plant your feet in the love of Jesus Christ. So today, it might be Friday for you, but I promise you guys that Sunday is coming. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this night, and thank you for this place, and thank you for each and every person in this room, God. I thank you for the love that you continue pouring into our lives each and every day, even though we don't deserve it, God. We thank you for the sacrifices that you made so that we can have a Sunday of celebration and a Sunday of forgiveness and love in our lives, God. I pray that tonight um, our hearts and our minds are opened to understand that this world is crazy and that this world is broken. But through your love, we can plant a firm foundation in you, God, and we can grow closer to you each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen.